Blue, and welcome to Tit Radio, episode 15. I'm Monster B, and at the round table tonight is Azmuth. Uh, good evening. 3.30. Good evening. J-Man. Hello. Claw 2. Hey, everyone. And Peter 64. Good eye. Do we get any feedback tonight? I got some feedback, actually. Why do they always send it to you? I don't, well, I don't know, really. Maybe because you're more approachable and nice. <laughs> I'm not nice. He's talking about I'm hardcore. Yeah, that's People right. are afraid of me. No, it was just from Deep Geek, and I really have no idea what he was talking about. Did we ever talk about... Um... Too deep for you, was it? <laughs> no, it was just... I have no idea what he was referring to. Did we ever talk about something like email, Madlib email? Email Madlib? Does that ring a bell? He says it was a great idea when we're all brilliant for it, but... Really sure, yeah, we did. Yeah, well, of course we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he, he liked it. Awesome. <laughs> did he say what it was about, just to refresh our minds? No, he didn't. He, just, he was just like going on and on about like <laughs> something, and I really had no idea what he was talking about. But there you go. That's the feedback. Do you, do you have that other one that uh, Deep Geek sent in? That was like three or four weeks ago, and... I don't have it handy. Actually, yeah, I probably do, but he kind of spams me a lot, so I can't find it in all the Deep Geek, like, mess. I'm trying to think what it was, but it was good. And Deep Geek, thank you. You're our, our only listener, and we <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. I know, and now we've alienated him. He's like, they don't even understand my emails. What am I doing? I just don't have it handy, or I would read it. I'm trying to get there, but I'm, I'm not finding it fast enough. I, it's not... He emails me a lot of cool things, but so does everyone else, so I'm, like, lost in my own inbox. Not not his fault. Well, actually, he got the email address. He was sent wrong. He was sending that to and one of them other shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it is. One, one of those that I won't name. I'm not going to name it. What, the bad apples? Oh, yeah. Is By the show way, even still around? Yeah. Did you see his website? Brand new. I take like two weeks off and you're like, is the bad apple still around? <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to forget, huh? I know, it's like, you break. I, and I did tell everyone, I was like, okay, this is the end of the season, so the end. Well, now you know how much attention they actually pay. I know, that's all right. Me and my 25 listeners are quite happy, alone, without 3.30 actively actually listening to us. All right, you remember uh, episode 14? I mean, that was like a month ago, but I said I'd give you an update on the uh, the GNU K3PSD. Yes. I ran it for about four days on my server, and I actually ran TIT Radio for four days, and and actually your blog, Claude, too, the, the not blog, the secret yeah. blog. Wow. And for four days, I mean, I had no problems at all. Um, I even... Well, I had to install Apache, and but I didn't have to install MySQL, but I did just to test out WordPress and Drupal on it. I mean, I had no problems at all. I mean, it just it just worked. But well, I I run FreeBSD because it's FreeBSD. I like the port system. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And plus, right. you know, being using the SID uh, repos. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit. Dangerous. I mean, yeah, just way too many updates for a server. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm definitely going to give it another look once it goes stable. So just for people totally afraid of it, like me, what, what's the process of installing it? Like, you just go and download an ISO and, and install it? Just 
like normal Debian? I mean, it doesn't. Well, actually, it's the uh, the FreeBSD installer. I think it's I'm drawing a blank now. System install. Oh yeah, okay. It just uses the standard. Like I said last time, you know, it's 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 just a FreeBSD installer, and right now there's a few things missing. But uh, I, I think once it goes stable, it's going to be pretty good. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be go stable once Squeeze goes stable in April or May. Well, now that you mention the, the the fact that it you know that it doesn't have the port system, which I guess was obvious, but I didn't really I didn't really think of it this way. But what would be what what are they pitching as the advantage to this? Anything, or it's just something different? It's it's something different, but I think in the future they want to add. Uh, ZFS support. Oh right, okay. That's and uh, and add the jails, which right, okay. I, I think that would be really the main reason to use it, I guess. Yeah. But there's really not very much documentation on it yet. Yeah, yeah, of course. But we also talked about. I think you mentioned if I ever installed OpenBSD. Yeah. I still haven't, but I just want to let everybody know on if you go to that BSD magazine site. It's bsdmag.org. The BSD Security and OpenBSD magazine is a free download. I just found out about that a couple of days ago. Nice. And it's it's a pretty nice magazine. It has it goes over on how to install OpenBSD, and there's a few few other nice things in that magazine. It's a good quality magazine. The PDF is really nice. I just got the uh, paper edition of the BSD magazine this past month, and it had the free BSD uh, release candidate one bundled with it. And that's actually what I used to uh, ultimately install it on that Toshiba laptop that I've got. Pretty and, nice magazine. And are you using the FreeBSD? No, I screwed up the install, and then I got to working on uh, another project and needed a test machine, so I wiped that off. So right now it's sitting right next to my main computer running Slackware again. But right after I'm finished testing, I'm going to go back and put that BS, you know, the FreeBSD uh, 8 on it again, and, and this time do the installation correct. Yeah, I actually installed it on the desktop, put KDE on it and all that, and I installed everything from the port system, mm-hmm. and I'll never do that again. Really? I think if I was going to run FreeBSD on the desktop, I would go with the binaries instead of the source code. Really? No, I, I did I did what you did on, on what you just said. I did on the laptop, and I loved it. I was like, it was smooth going. I, I like installed X and KDE from the ports, and it worked like a charm. The only thing I couldn't get working was the networking because I, I skipped that step in the install, so my bad. Yeah. Did you put KDE? Did you say you put KDE on it? Yeah, I had it up and running. I was in KDE uh, loving it for like a day. Okay, because it took me forever to install it. Really? Yeah, I just... But I thought, what, do you, what kind of chip do you have on your desktop? It's a dual-core uh, Athlon. Yeah, okay. Are you sure you did it from source, from the port system, or did you use package add? No, I, I did it from port. I did the make, uh, make and make and whatever it is, port make and then huh. make clean install or make install clean. And uh, it's on an Athlon uh, chip uh, laptop. Yeah, it totally works really well. Yeah, it reminded me totally like a uh, like a Gen two install. Really? Yeah, because it How compiled long? everything. It took twenty hours to get a complete working desktop. Okay, well either I did something different than what I think I did, or so it didn't take nearly 20 hours. I mean, it, it took a little while, but not 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 terribly long. I was pretty pleased with the uh, the beat of it, if I recall correctly. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll take better notes next time I install it correctly, and and maybe give an update on it like you're doing now. 
I replaced that K FreeBSD with the on the server with with FreeBSD eight, and I'm doing everything from the port system with that. But there's no nothing huge that's going to take a long time, right? Like KDE did. Yeah. Well, we better get into some Linux stuff to keep it equal. That's right. Forgot to ask anybody uh, if they had topics tonight. I guess we'll have to assume that everyone does. Well, you know what? Let's let's go Peter sixty four first. The company stopping by. Quite a few years ago now, my brother-in-law actually, who is one of the ones who may be stopping by later, he gave me a dome camera that he got hold of, I can't remember where, and I put that up in the cupboard and forgot about it for probably 12 months or more. And then one day I found it up there and I thought, I wonder what I could do with this. And after scaring the internet, I came across ZoneMinder. Now, I've sort of mentioned that before because I've had it running on the Mythbox, since the Mythbox is on all the time. With ZoneMinder, what that is, it, it really is a total surveillance and security solution. Um, it has beautiful web interface. You can you can have, uh, I think it's almost unlimited the, the amount of cameras you can hook up to it. it. It supports cameras that have the pan, tilt, the zoom, all that sort of stuff. You can access it from anywhere in the world, you know, through the web interface and check out. It, it does recordings. Uh, you can you know watch the live video feed, all this sort of stuff. And I had that running for a hell of a lot of years on my MythBox. Then when I redid the MythBox the other day with Arch, I went to install ZoneMinder again. I thought, oh, it's probably a little too fully featured really for what I want. Uh, now, if I had a business, then it would definitely be the way to go if you do. Because it also ties in with the X10 stuff, which I talked about on... Uh, an earlier tit where one of your cameras can pick up, um, you know, some sort of motion and then you can use that to initiate maybe turning your exterior lights on or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fully integrated, this whole system. And actually, you can get it, I just found out, live on an Arch disc. You can get an Arch live CD. So you don't have to set all this up. And the other beautiful thing about ZoneMinder was you could allocate um, regions for particular cameras and what I mean by that was say if you've got a surveillance camera set up and up in the say top left hand corner that you might have a road just in the picture well rather than trigger uh, the recording every time a car went past you could block that particular section out of you know the the frame and say okay I don't want motion any motion detected there you could also highlight areas which and give them an increased um, oh, sort of awareness of, okay, if, if just a little thing happens over in this corner, I want it to immediately start recording things like that. But once again, probably a, a little bit uh, too heavy for what I, I originally, well, what I need. I don't really need anything. So what I did decide I'd start looking at other things. One of the other ones I come across with Q-Motion, it really is, it, it will take pictures and upload them to an FTP server. But you can't access the live camera from the web and all that sort of stuff. So it's good to a degree. It was something to muck around with, but didn't give me the features that I, I wanted. And that really is so I could access the cameras from anywhere from the internet, and it also would record. And the, these are uh, so these are continuous motion cameras, correct? Or, or these are taking snapshots, or both? Right. No, well, you can set them up, Cloud2. Uh, with with the, yeah, the video cameras, 
But you could set them up with um, ZoneMinder. You could say, okay, continually monitor a particular area where it will just record. Then you could say, okay, I, I just want you to record purely when there's motion and then, and then set up, uh, you know, the criteria you wanted for it to record. How, how many pixels in a frame have to change before it considers its motion? So you, if you had pets, you could, you know, you can say, okay, only X amount of pixels is the cat. I don't want it to record then, but a person. You, ZoneMinder, it's just so scalable and you could virtually do anything you could think of you can do with ZoneMinder. It, it is so fully featured, right? You could just use a USB camera, uh, you know, the your, your webcam, yeah. if you wanted to muck around with them. Wow. And all all three of these that I've talked about, anyone who's got a web camera can set this up because all three of them will utilise a web camera. But ZoneMinder goes to IP cameras, it goes to uh, USB cameras, it goes to any video camera, virtually, any video for a Linux device also. Wow. And, yeah. So what I wanted was uh, something in between QMotion and ZoneMinder. And what I found was a program called Motion, which it's all command line based, but it's very easy to configure. It's all done through one configuration file. And it's a happy medium between ZoneMinder and QMotion in that it, it'll do your, um, you know, make videos. You, you can also blank out spots in a frame that you might want. Uh, once again, you might have that road you know, in a in a picture that you don't want it to record, so you can blank that out. And it it was it's a really it took about five minutes to set it up. The other thing too, it comes with its own web server. With ZoneMinder, you had to set up Apache and MySQL. With uh, Motion, it it got its own little built-in web server, so you can access and look, you know, get your camera live on the web. Um, what I didn't what I had to do with that, because I wanted to also access the files that it creates, the movies, so I just set up Apache and have it store the directory in my Apache. Uh, sorry, have the file stored in my Apache directory, so I, I can access that now from, you know, if I take a trip up to Canberra, I can have a quick look at it. Another um, good thing it did was you can have it set up to do, um, what's it called, stop-motion video. So you might just get it to take one frame every three seconds. Now, you might say, what's the good of that? But you could have a lot of fun with that because you could put it on, like, say, me and my daughter, we set one up on the tomato plants out the front uh, in the garden, and it's taken one frame every three minutes, and over the course of a month we'll have a, you know, a stop-motion picture of our tomatoes growing, which she's going to love, you know, but just things like that. And it's just called motion then. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the link in. Yeah, uh, that one's just called Motion, yep. I'll put the link in the IRC. But like I said, it, it fills that niche just nicely for a home enthusiast who wants to muck around with this stuff as compared to ZoneMinder, which is, you know, it's a fully bound security solution. That, And I must admit, I'll probably go back to ZoneMinder because it was more to play with. Uh, with Motion also, you can... I could still tie it in to my X10 Hey You stuff because you can get it to trigger scripts. If it picks up motion uh, through one of your cameras, you can then trigger a script, and I might just trigger a script for Hey You to turn on all the interior lights. Or, 
but if you didn't have hey you you could make your computer play a dog barking you know and just do stuff like that with it too so yeah and it's only a tiny little download and but like i said have a look at that q motion too it it was um it was just a bit basic for my needs but certainly you could have a lot of fun set it up in in the room and hide the camera when you're courting your wife or girlfriend there you go. <laughs> great idea but no, it's definitely handy when you do travel, you're away from your house. It's nice to be able to fire up your webcam and just have a look at your lounge room and make sure the telly and that's still there. You just feel that little bit better. Or to make sure you didn't leave it on. That's what I always do. I'm like, did I turn the TV off? Yeah, well, if you set this up and, hey, you, you can turn it on and off. <laughs> and make people think, you know, you're at home. I think it'd be really cool to use that on a, on a webcam. That'd be pretty I mean, like, just on the computer, because that's the only kind of camera that I think I would have that would be controlled by this. That that could be cool. Well, you can buy dome cameras on eBay for, I think, 20 or $30. Oh, yeah. Now, you don't need anything really expensive. A lot of them, too, these days are the infrared ones. Well, they're all infrared. It's just the filter in them. And these obviously don't have the little filter. They, they pull it out. So, another thing, too, it, it's funny to, um, like, wants to be... You know, when we first sort of started talking and that, it, the webcam picked up the kangaroos and he could sit and watch the kangaroos feeding on our um, on our front lawn, which interests a lot of people who haven't seen them before. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And it was nice and smooth. Yeah, I don't think it really... I, I think originally I had it just set for 320 by 240. So, you know, it doesn't use a lot of bandwidth and I think I was only using about 10 frames a second which is plenty for the amount of bandwidth I, I had to spare. Uh, but all that's configurable in both Motion and in um, ZoneMinder. Pretty cool stuff, Peter. Yeah, all good fun to play around with. Anything else? Any questions for Peter? Nope. We'll move on to Azimuth. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I was reading Timrit's problem on the IRC. Uh, he's lost. No, I I got to plan with uh, a a little distro uh, that uh, I found. It, it's not that new. It's been around a while, but uh, it's called INX, and it's a recursive acronym for uh, is not X. It's basically a a command line distro. Probably the the neatest part of it is that it has quite extensive uh, tutorials in it. Um, you know, it's all end curses on the on the tutorials, and it's got quite quite a bit of stuff that it'll do on its own, just from what's in the menus. It's definitely worth playing with, especially for somebody who is not comfortable with the command line. Uh, it'll give you a chance to get in and poke around, and it is a live CD, so you're not going to break anything that's going to stay broke. You might accidentally learn something. That's pretty cool. How big is the download, did you say? Uh, it's uh, 180. Uh, Megabytes is all. They've also got a um, VirtualBox image that I pulled down and had a play with when Az mentioned it, and it, it was nice. Like it's something that I'd, I'm going to get Stella to start having a play around with. Yeah, it, it's just, I can see where it'd be a very good uh, uh, teaching tool. I've, yeah, uh, I've I've got a six-year-old here that's uh, that, that's about to find that he's. Uh, his Linux games aren't going to be there anymore. It's just going to have INX in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, this thing, it, this thing has got the screen in it, and it's got uh, RFD, and uh, oh, it's, it's, got it, it's, it, it's, it, it's got it's got a couple of uh, uh, text browsers in it, and it uh, links you to the graphical. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, I, I was pretty impressed with that. I mean, it's probably cheating if you say you're not going to use X and then you use a sort of GUI-based browser. I think Lynx is on there too, isn't it? As but that's a bit yeah, but that, for well, me. yeah, but you're 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 not you're not loading X up. You're doing it completely without X, which which I find is comfortable with some some of the real old stuff I've got around here that uh, that I don't have problems with, except with uh, every time they uh, update uh, Xorg. You know, if I quit using Xorg, we really won't matter what they do with it. Well, I can see uh, I can see playing with this thing a little bit more and uh, uh, maybe going back to a, a command line uh, interface. Uh, there's there's so many of the end curses that uh, that I really hadn't seen before and uh, and seeing how well they work uh, kind of reminds me way back when uh, on DOS and uh, on basic uh, machines. If, if you had a really old machine, this would be just ideal to get get it and install it because it's all configured to just about everything you want to use, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it also has a, a wireless utility in it that uh, you can go through and set up your wireless. Yeah. Which it took me a while to find that. It's on one of the menus. It's not it doesn't just pop up at the top and happen like uh, like you get with uh, most distros when you put them on. This whole thing is uh, it's. It's based on uh, uh, well, it, it's got a, a simple Hardy install, you know, just just the base uh, Ubuntu uh, to start with, and uh, w- without X or anything else, you can uh, you can do a minimum install of Hardy and uh, and duplicate this. But uh, well, in fact, they do have the scripts uh, available that uh, you know, if if you did want to install this program well that, that's how you would do it you would uh, do a minimum install of uh, ubuntu and user scripts to to pull all the other stuff into it because yeah, out of the box as i i don't recall but it didn't have anything like mplayer so you could watch video in a frame buffer did it i ne- i never found that uh no i don't think it, I did. Don't know. it no. does do radio it does do radio stations though <laughs> of course they're all australian that's where this came from so Oh, it's Australia. So that funny accent. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, I'm not that interested in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for cultural diversity for Club Two. <laughs> I am curious as to why their site is a series of PNGs rather than text. Isn't it kind of weird? To... Well, I suppose yeah, it's all screenshot. I suppose it was just yeah. easy. That's the easiest way they could do it was just take a bunch of screenshots of it actually running and then. Yeah, that's a bit unfortunate, isn't it, really? For I mean, I would wonder... It goes against the grain of what they're trying to promote. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why they include that links, too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to look at their bloody website. I think that might be it. Because yeah. um, their their site is useless on links, normal links, the one that I've got in my, my system, whatever. I guess it's links one. It's really bizarre. But aside from that, yeah, it sounds like a cool distro. I might check that out. Yeah, well, it's just it's just a live CD. Just plug it in and play with it, and uh, you get tired with it, uh, take it out and boot back up where you want want to be. Yeah. Uh, you you'll find yourself uh, putting more hours in it than uh, than you suspect at first. Uh, they they have quite a few menus to go through, and they uh, well they even have uh, the tutorials you know go through and teach you about uh, 
some some of the simpler uh, uh, CLI uh, commands, and uh, some they 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 teach you some on uh, the GNU screen and uh, some Verisi, and uh, you know some some of the programs that that you would normally use from a command line. Now, when you're saying uh, you go through menus. What are you actually doing? Is it just like an in cursor? Well, it, it it has in cursor menus in it. Yeah, it uh, it you know it'll pop them down and uh, you know it gives you a choice and you hit a key to to go to maybe maybe another menu. You know whether uh, or it, it has one that uh, that I like. It says, oh, just get the heck out of the way. I know what I'm doing." <laughs> now I like that option, and that that just dumps you straight to the command line. You go do whatever you want. Oh, okay. That's cool. So they're almost making, like, sort of a, a new UI. It's just not with X. <clears throat> but it, they've got their own little user interface, sort of. Because well, it's, it's a raw it, command line, right? Yeah, sort of. It, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just a set of menus <laughs> of all uh, just and curses. Yeah, that's pretty and, neat. Uh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, and they're using... Um, no, they're not. Sorry, never mind. It sort of reminded me back in the old days before Windows was even out when yeah. you used to run like DOS 4 or 5 and you could get programs where you went through and set up your own little menus so you didn't have to keep yeah. typing. Well, you know, I, 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 used, I built hundreds of bat files, you know, that the, the do this, basically the same thing that they do with the menus in this. Yeah, that's right. That's That's what it was like. You know, it, it, it was kind of deja vu, uh, but I forgot how much fun it was uh, just just running programs like that. Well, I think we forget uh, with all the pretty stuff we get these days that basically it's all there to do one job, and that that you know can be quite easily accomplished by typing something on a command line without all the pretty buttons and icons to click on, which typically waste time. Well, it's amazing how uh, how fast. Uh, uh, an old, uh, you know, Pentium 2 uh, computer will run with uh, something like this on it. I mean, you 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 forget that it uh, you don't have the latest and greatest hardware behind you because it just goes through it, bang bang bang. So the uh, quad core ran it all right. You didn't know uh, what's that? Your quad core uh, ran it all right then. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't think I ever put it on the quad core. <laughs> you don't have to think about opening the menu to be open. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that quad core is spoiling me. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since I had uh, uh, anything close to uh, to modern around here. Well, no wonder Firefox runs so fast. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Well, think of that, that might be. <laughs> 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 well, I was I was speaking mostly, uh, uh, say, my netbook. Firefox causes no problems there either. All right. Very nice find, ass. Let's move on to 3.30. All right. Well, what I've got here initially won't sound tech-related, but if you hang in there, I will get to the tech. My brother, when he was in Japan, This doesn't sound very tech-related. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, okay. He was um, there for a launch of a clothing store, which, once again, doesn't sound tech-related. But this company... When he got back and started looking them up, he found that they have this special um, thermal clothing called Heat Tech. And I just posted a link to the, the UK store. They have an American store, but it's plastered with flash. But um, what it does is 
there's a there's water vapor inside the fabric. And what this does is it somehow with the friction of your body heats the actual fabric up so that as you are like walking around and stuff, the the actual clothing gets warm. And then they have something in it that it wicks away the moisture and deodorizes at the same time. And you never have to wash it or take a bath. Well, you, you probably should wash it. I mean, it it can only it's an antibacterial agent, so you know it minimizes odor but doesn't get rid of it. Yeah. Like you know, totally. But it's it's really weird, and when you feel it, it kind of you know when something is almost dry, like you you pull something out of the washer a little too early, it kind of feels like that, maybe a step drier, but it if you like pour liquid on it, it doesn't soak all the way through. It's it's kind of already saturated. Like I know I'm not explaining this very well, and there is a there will be a link, and you can see their their explanation of it. But it's wild. I've been wearing it all day, and I'm actually sitting in the something kind of techie studio, sweating my well, sweating everything off, and my legs where these pants are are totally dry. Are you wearing one of the women's tops or the bloke's tops? Well, I've got the I've got the uh, the underwear, the the pants. What color did you get? I see it comes in a variety of colors here. Mine are. It looks almost blood red. Can we have a pick? Actually, by the time this airs, I can get you guys a pick. My girlfriend took one earlier because she was laughing at me because I had them on with shorts. I can't wait. Now, <laughs> would I be able to put that into the uh, show notes? The picks. Sure. Why not? I just want to ask permission first. Now you say this it feels wet all the time? No, it it doesn't you ever pull something out like ten minutes before it, it really was as dry as you wanted it and you're like, eh, it'll dry out. It's kinda like that. Like it it feels saturated. Not exactly wet, but just saturated. So it's like sort think, of like a wetsuit. No, no, it's like it's <laughs> you probably don't have this in Australia, I just realized it. It's it's um it's a kind of knit. I mean, it's for staying warm, not necessarily dry. It just, the Japanese somehow found a way to make it stay dry. So wait, you said it's generating to find heat from friction or something? So if you're sitting yeah, still, it doesn't hit well, heat? So it's like well, a microwave oven. It vibrates the water molecules. Yeah, really. Microwave. Yeah. It generates to 186,000 times a second. That's, you'll cook yourself. Well, say, because it's, it's tight around your your legs and stuff, so any little movement gets your skin shifting. And it doesn't take much, because, I mean, they're they're toasty now, and I was just, like, rubbing my leg because part of it itched. And I was like, oh, God, it's real hot right there. You sure this is safe? I know, it sounds like you're <laughs> you're going to boil your blood or something. Get get out of those <laughs> pants. <laughs> you know, to tell you the truth, it, if it's unsafe, it is the coolest unsafe thing I've ever done. <laughs> Like, that's it, huh? That's the coolest unsafe thing you've ever done. Now watch when we see this pick, he's going to have, like, open sores all over. Yeah, really. <laughs> you haven't yeah, got shares it. in this company, have you, 330? No, I don't. Okay. Get the same effect, just dip your jockey shorts in Sorbian Jr. <laughs> Jesse James just said it's going to cook your nads, and you won't be able to have kids. You know, the thing is, is it's actually keeping my... Nads, for lack of a better term, extremely dry. 
And I'm pumped by that. <laughs> well, that was more information than, than I needed. <laughs> it is hotter than hell in this room. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, wait like, a you minute. ever put a bunch of clothes on for like a really cold winter, and then you, you get walking around and you're like, damn it, I'm hot. So, like, I thought actually, that's why you had all them animals to lick them dry. <laughs> I'm so wrong. <laughs> I'm confused. I thought this was a shirt. No, it was the pants. You can get shirts that are like this, but I I got I have the pants. Amazing. And yeah, it doesn't sound very techy until you start thinking about what these weird Japanese men were doing that required super absorbent heat creating thermal I, underwear. <laughs> I still don't believe this. Yeah, it somehow sounds a little bit like a marketing uh, thing, you know? Like, they just kind of are telling you that it'll keep you really warm, and you're kind of making yourself believe that you're now warmer because you're sitting in a room with, like, the radiator on. I, I think it's like go to meeting where they say it works, but it probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried uh, go to meeting, so I have no idea if it works or not. Hey, wasn't Peter going to go try go to meeting a- after his little episode with uh, uh, Audible? <laughs> what, wasn't go to meeting next? Oh, yeah, probably. And if anybody's wondering what we're talking about, listen to Lennox, the last uh, Lennox Cranks. That's one hell of a rant. <laughs> All right, 3.30, have anything techie for us, or is that it? No, that was it. I, I haven't done anything all week. But which one? But which part was the technical part? Just the the the, the, the fact that you mentioned the word molecules. Is well, I'm sure that there's that? all kinds of freaky science going on inside of these things. Okay, so it's, it's just small in Japanese that science. Oh yeah, that makes it technical. Okay. Well, no, I'm just I just want to clarify the the qualification. <laughs> I'm looking at the website, and they they show like a close up of the fabric, and I guarantee if I took a close up of my the shirt I'm wearing now. It would have like some kind of weird texture too, close up in a microscope. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't know, three thirty. I think yeah, it's a scam. Highly suspect. Yeah. I don't have one, so I don't know if it's I'll a say, scam. I would or not. offer to send them around. To, I would offer to send them around to everybody and let them try them on, but I don't think people want to do that. Have the, yeah, the tip radio not. communal underwear that would <laughs> that would get the the blogosphere talking again, and we don't want that. How many pairs do you have? Not after the last time. Just one. I'm not going to mention prices or anything so it doesn't turn into an ad. Too late for that. Yeah, how much are they? <laughs> we all want 16 bucks. Oh, forget it. 16 bucks with all that technology? <laughs> what a bargain. I'm looking at men's knitwear for 50 pounds. The turtleneck? No, I, I don't do turtlenecks. Sorry. It also says that the heat tech quickly absorbs and diffuses moisture, and it says men only. Yeah, there's there's another thing uh, in here where it says women only, and I'm like, I think it was the comfort or something like that. Well, no, the soft so texture. It has natural amino acids from milk protein. Well, that's that may fair. be where all the technology is. I think they gave all the tech to the women. You know what? Screw these guys. <laughs> Except for their moisture control, because it, it is insane. I don't even want to know why 330 moisture control. 
Well, I think we have our title. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should have just looked for a damn story. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there was a new kernel revision last week that uh, no one's running. (laughs) Oh, look, uh, Gnome something. Last time I'm truthful with you guys. It must work. There's been 20 million units sold already in Japan alone. It's a requirement. I don't understand where in the hell they're selling this in Japan, because my brother was there in September, and it was 85 degrees with 95% humidity. And raining. Well, yeah, you get up, you get up on the northern end, and uh, and they need it. They 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 get twenty and thirty below up there. I had a friend who lived in Japan for a few years, and uh, and he he was up in the that area. I don't remember what it is, but it, well, it's it's just across the the yeah the water there from Siberia. Yeah, I'm really upset with their. Uh, I guess I can make this technical. Their U.S. site is horrible. It's like there are one, two, three, four flash images or flash things on the front page, and it's just terrible. It's like someone with ADD just like took a bunch of like web page pieces and just threw them at the screen and went, "Here we go, a website." And there's some people that look like they need to eat. I think it says a lot about this country. Look, I I'm digging for a tech angle, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, those those things are not that expensive. Anybody been to Cabela's to buy winter clothes? No, I don't buy clothes. Well, let, let me give you a clue. Those are not that expensive. You can't buy a bloody T-shirt for less than twenty bucks. Uh, yeah, but that's Japanese or that's Australian money. <laughs> bloody the same as your money now. You just like don't keep up with trends very much. Hey, yeah, but you you guys are paying uh, import duties that we don't get. From Japan, I dare say it's probably cheaper, since it's only up the road there. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, all, all, the pri- all the prices I hear you quote are, are, are generally about 30% more than they are here, if they're not more. Yeah, than I would say that's got more to do with how many people are here. Okay, I'm going to have to break you two up. We don't need any fighting Get the water the <laughs> Let's move on to J-Man. Yeah, I don't know if uh, we talked about this or not, but... Uh, Clear OS uh, has released uh, one of their release candidates for the new version, and it's basically uh, a network-attached storage uh, distribution. Maybe you've tried uh, FreeNAS or something, and it didn't work out. This came out of a distribution called Clark Connect, and it was a firewall uh, distro, but they added all this uh, storage stuff onto it. You have uh, mail filters, and uh, you can serve your email, and you have DHCP, and and it does uh, firewalling and all that. But uh, maybe if you're uh, replacing a uh, Windows small business server or something, uh, this would be uh, a good thing to look at. That's cool. So this is basically just a sort of a all in, or it's like a server distro with all the usual like server kinds of things included. Is that what this is? Sort of like Slamp, except clear OS. Right. It's uh, It's all done through a web interface. Oh yeah, no, we did mention this before. Yeah, I remember this. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty intuitive interface. Uh, there's a there's a demo on their website that uh, you can do before you bother downloading it. Cool. So should we use me as the test? <laughs> remember the how? Test for what? Well, I mean, remember what happened the last time I set up a server? Why don't you remind us? 
But Jay Lindsay would remember. I think he and I had a, like four hours of discussion in private messages. Him going, read the damn manual. <laughs> like I did. They didn't use words. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, well, this is uh, this is a lot easier than setting it all up by hand. I mean, all the stuff is pretty much there. You just go through the web interface and start clicking options. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. I mean, from the screenshots and everything. I mean, in terms of, like, the web interface. Yeah, you can set it up as a gateway. It, it seems to do practically everything. This looks, I mean, frankly, this looks a lot more intuitive than, like, say, OS Ten Server. And they're all about the GUI set up in OS Ten Server. This is making, making a lot more sense. Yeah, it's pretty impressive what, what all they put in here. I mean, yeah. It, do, it even does intrusion detection. And yeah, I Most that. things don't even do that. And so uh, the whole Clark Connect or whatever, was that just the former name, or should I have... Should, is that famous or something? I mean, No, it, that, that distro has been around for ages oh, okay. and ages. Okay. So they just kind of, like, rebranded or whatever? And yeah, they're based off of uh, CentOS now. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. Well, that's really cool. Is there any way just to get this interface without getting the whole entire distro? I wouldn't think so. I think it's pretty tied to the the distribution itself. Well, it's a very professional website, that's for sure. Very corporate yeah, looking. That, yeah, I know. That's what I'm, I'm, like, I'm trying to comprehend. Well, the, like, they actually uh, sell hardware that, that they put this on. Okay. That looks like a nice place to work. I'll bet they have lots of like, free coffee in the break room and stuff. <laughs> I bet they do. Yeah, it looks like they got a budget for that. I'm going to apply to this place. Just don't tell them about Tit Radio. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't. Got a little secret. Very nice, G-Man. And they were, um, on December 8th, it looks like, Clear Foundation, the non-profit organization dedicated to the proliferation of Clear OS, um, was named a finalist in the Best Security Software Development Solution category in some kind of award thing. So I guess it must it must have Who's doing kind of ads now? Jeez. Yeah, really. <laughs> Stop sucking the teeth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to figure out like why people would, would look at this and I guess between the interface and I mean I guess they're security focused or whatever. I don't know. I'm just making it very clear that servers still completely mystify me. I don't know. I'm gonna try to clear OS out though on my on my server. That doesn't do anything yet. No, uh, this comes out of New Zealand, huh? That ought, that ought to get Peter fired up. Are you two gonna go back and bloody <laughs> use it for just that reason? Yeah. I'm not interested in it anymore. <laughs> Good on you, Clot. Too. Actually, yeah. Well, go read the EULA on it. Why? Something bad well. there. You probably got to do something to a sheep before you're allowed to use it, dude. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> man, you guys are awful. I'm at the break you up again. Klaatu, what do you got for us? I have a very exciting project that isn't actually out yet per se, but it's from the people who are doing video. You know, who do VLC player, Video Land. Uh, they're coming out with a video editor called VLNC. That is the Video Land Movie Creator, and you can find that at vlmc.org. Um, I have downloaded the source code uh, and cannot get it to compile, so I can't really review even what they've got going right now. Um, 
but it, it's, I mean, obviously, VLC is of such caliber that I think we can expect that their movie editor is going to be pretty cool. So I'm really excited to see what they what they come up with. It's in, I think, pretty early stages still. Yeah, I must admit, Clark, too, I think the prize is a cat in life for a while there, but the last couple of releases, I can't get the bloody thing to start up. Yeah, Katie mm-hmm. Live does that to me, too. That's yeah. why once I find a working version, I kind of stay with it for a while. Yeah. It seems like they're really working on it a lot, and sometimes it just doesn't like to to be worked on. And I, I don't know if you have to, like, update that back end, the MLP back end, or in order, you know, or what, but, yeah, updates to that are very, very difficult. But I'm yeah, even, um, even OpenShot in the last Arch update has now packed it into something to do oh, with really? Yeah, I, never, yeah. I still haven't tried OpenShot, but, I mean, VLC, I mean, or VLMC will definitely be something I will try out, because, I mean, they're, obviously, the player is, it's just incredible. So, yeah, I think, uh, movie creator by the same people is going to be really great. Now, this this is from the same people as VLC? <coughs> yes. This is a VLC project. Oh, cool. I I definitely like uh, like their player, and uh, you, you have used it for years. Yeah. I mean, I used it for years without ever understanding, you know, what it was. I mean, what it is, being free software and stuff. You know, it's just one of those things that's always been there. And, I mean, I think it'll be really cool. I mean, if, if this thing ends up being good, which I, th- I think it will, I mean, it'll be cool because that'll be a cross-platform, well, presumably, a uh, cross-platform movie creator that people can use on on all the platforms, which I think is really important, too. I mean, it's as if, though, not having a, a really, really good video editor on Linux isn't enough. I mean, it, we don't even have one that, that we can then take over to OS ten or Windows and, like, either use, you know, if we're at work on a different OS or, or show people, you know, and do the whole, you know, you've tried it on your own OS, now try it on Linux thing. So I think having a cross-platform video editor would be really, really nice. Well, having a video editor would be really nice, too, but cross-platform would even be better. I mean, for years I've been, I mean, I've, I've always thought that Video Land just seemed so good at what it did, and I was just wondering why... It didn't have just at least basic like editing functionality, like at least being able to mark in and mark out, and, like you know, lift a segment out, kind of like what Avid Emux does. But um, I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, and I don't think the average home user wants something overly technical either. That's basically all they want to do is be able to put in, you know, a fade, add a bit of music, and a title here, and and that's all they really need to do. It, they don't need to make it overly complicated for it to be successful. Yeah, well, plus the development team, the development team of VLC, from what I can tell, I mean, they've got their heads screwed on straight, you know? I mean, a lot of these little video editors that kind of pop up here and there on Linux, they seem to have, like, all these grandiose ideas of, ooh, let's make a iMovie for Linux. And and they get, you know, 45% of the way done, and, and then it just kind of, like gets broken or, or just never really materializes or whatever, but I don't know, VLC, I think they seem to have kind of realistic expectations of what they can do, you know, and, and, and they seem to perfect well, they, what they're they've doing got, and then move on. Go they've ahead. got a good track record with their player. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, yeah. it, it it's simple and it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'd, we'd just like a good mature product that you knew was going to start 
when you come in to sit down and do something. Exactly. And yeah. unfortunately, we don't have that, you know. And I really thought Canadian Live was it. But, um, I mean, I yeah, think it will be it eventually. It will be it eventually, but it's just, you know, they gotta they got to hit some kind of truly stable place, I think, which, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they switched to Cute 4, so, I mean, they kind of... They're probably kind of starting from scratch. Had so to rewrite it, yeah. It's going to be a while before they get to a place where they can actually say, okay, here's our you know, long-term, you know, stable version, as it were. Yeah. Anyway, it's good that there's more options. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm looking uh, at the screenshots. It looks looks like it's going to be pretty good, the interface at least. Yeah, it looks sort of standard, you know, like you'd expect on just about any of them, which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The more familiar it is to people, the more likely they are to get behind it. Well, Klaatu, I'm moving you up on the list for... This This is a nice find. Oh, yeah, I should give credit where credit was due. Some anonymous person popped into IRC one day and said, not Klaatu will like this, Videoland media creator, movie creator, and then left. And before I got to thank that person or remember who it was, they were gone. Uh, so I didn't, like, just stumble across this. Someone totally tipped me off. Well, you're still uh, up there. I'm going to have to drop Jay Lindsay down one notch. Well, you can cut the, the disclaimer <laughs> out if you want. You can, like, uh, make it seem like it was my find. Yeah. And if, if, if whoever told me about it comes and, you know, hunts me down and yells at me, I'll explain it. I think that may have actually been Little Monster. Yeah, probably. Little Monster. That's Monster B's, like, smaller doppelganger. We probably should watch out for that kid. Many me. Yeah. <laughs> I never... Well, yeah, that's right. I did see him the other night. I mean, uh, in the chat room, very first time. But you guys said he's been in there for, for months? No, no, not months. No? He's been around. He's been uh-huh. snooping around. Yeah, he's been, been around for a while, but just seems to be hanging out more often now. Yeah. We should probably do a background check and see who yeah. it is. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> Well, you guys want to new, move on to our news segment or then do the commands of the week? Just in case Peter has to take off. Not definitely a new segment. I haven't been able to sleep waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the, what is the new segment? It's called. I mentioned it last time. Oh, well, that's right. Uh, is it 3.30 or Gorkon? That's right. All right. And how do you guys want to play this? I'm going to play well, the Well, I reckon... Clip. And 3.30 should have to choose who it is. Because <laughs> you're a shit I can't. <laughs> you want to give it a go, 3.30? Sure. What I'm going to do, I'm going to play a clip. And there's going to be 11 little clips separated by... It's got a Mario theme, the video game. It's going to be separated by little Mario sound bites. So there's going to be 11 answers here. You have a uh, paper and pencil ready? 3.30? We can type it into IRC. 3.30. Just as I know it? Yeah, like uh, when the first sound plays, you either hit a 3 or a G, if you think right. it's you or Gorkon. How's that? And then at right. the end of the okay. 11th, hit and a fast, so we know you're not cheating. Okay. Okay, here we go. I'll say it was long enough that I actually had to PM Pat and ask for the uh, IP address. Well, it's because you guys drink too much, man. Granted, I know that's the point, but you know. Man, I don't even know if it's that people are drunk anymore. I just don't think we're that smart. <laughs> Say, will the G1 work on Verizon? 
So, so now, now that we're in hiatus, what do y'all think of V so far? Gonna make it? You're really behind it. I don't know what the IP for the server is. Oh. <laughs> was that tough or what? That was so easy. It was all Gorkon. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was all Gorkon. Let me see. The only one I reckon was Gorkon was definitely had to be the Horizon thing, where he's talking about Horizon and Android. That had to be Gorkon. You know what? Three thirty got it wrong. (laughs) 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 He got it wrong. I couldn't tell by the last two because they were so quick. No, you got some of the other ones wrong. You got that one where you said I'll... something about the G1 phone? You said it was Gorkon, but it was you. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. We even tricked it. 330. Uh, you can't That's fool nice me. the same person. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, that was just crazy, trying to guess who that was. Man, that was good. It doesn't help that the tilt stream sounds so bad. Come on, don't make excuses. Let's say we should put Peter up against. I don't know. Can we can we get a uh, Kiwi to call in? See well, if we the, can tell the difference. Well, the segment. Yeah, I think a Kiwi will be good because we said nothing like. <laughs> but I can't tell the difference. But this segment is three thirty or Gorkon. It's not Peter or Kiwis. Are you really going to be able to find that many things? To oh be talking yeah. On till- oh my gosh, three thirty! You never shut up. <laughs> We will find. We can I'm not find, gonna. We can find. I'm not gonna deny it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have people sending them to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we won. Every time we stump three thirty, we win. <laughs> so do we all get wave accounts? Do you really man? want one? I join that, and I tell you, Google Wave would be so much more fun if you had someone to wave to. I was thinking about uh, saying goodbye to Twitter forever. Wait, are you saying goodbye to Twitter or to microblogging in general? Well, I'm going to start off with one and just every show just say goodbye to a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Just a new social networking thing? No, actually, uh, Twitter's the only uh, non-free one that I'm on. When was the last time you tweeted? I don't know. July, August? That'd be easy to figure it out. It's, it's going to be hard to give up then, because it sounds like you're hooked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're an addict. I probably shouldn't say nothing. Yeah, I'm just going to say goodbye now to Twitter. Last last uh, tweet by Monster B was November 16th. Reading you Big Boy or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was, just, would I was just testing test out my internet. Thing. Yeah. You don't test your internet with, like, ping? No, I just I could. log into Twitter and test it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's pulling it. He, he tweeted on four, the 14th of November, the 31st of October, the 6th of August. I mean, you tweet more than than uh, Klaatu's doppelganger does. <laughs> so that's probably 12 times a year I tweet. Yeah. Well, after tonight, it's none. Wow. Momentous occasion. All of your followers will be so sad. All 366 of them. That will be sad, though. 
Maybe I should stay. <laughs> I mean, all the 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 ladies following you. Yeah, Don't what's you up still with have that? All your, your Asian lady followers. That's right. I'm gonna stay. I mean, you can't you can't make all the the Asian ladies upset. Well, there goes that segment. I'm staying. <laughs> Well, saying, uh, little monsters following you too. That guy is kind of creepy. them down. <laughs> yeah, that's getting creepy now. I only, I only want women following me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everyone listening enjoyed that new segment. Okay, so we move on to the command of the week. Yes, yeah, good. Peter, you're up first, just in case. Okay. The family um, stops by. They will. Okay, just a quick one. This is an FFmpeg command for when you've got a podcast that is a bit quiet. It's often I download a podcast, and even on the max volume, I can't hear them on the mower. So a quick FFmpeg-i, and then we'll say crankers og, or the input file, then space-ab, and then the um, whatever bit rate you want it in, like 192 kilobits. Then the important thing is space dash volume, or VOL. Now, 256 is what it is. So it's not going to amplify it or de- decrease it. So if you put a number less than 256, it, it'll decrease the volume. And higher than 256, it, it's going to increase it. So you might you know, try 327 and then dash Y, and then whatever output file you want to call it. And it's just a quick way of just increasing the volume of the whole file. 327, that sounds rather arbitrary. Yeah, well, that's a small block Chevy, actually. <laughs> i come up with that <laughs> without even thinking. Uh, that was a great uh, engine. Or, or try 350. Uh, Anyway, that's my command of the week. Let's talk about engines. Has anybody had a three uh, ever have a three ninety six big block? No, nah, the biggest I've I've never ha- owned a big block. I had one in seventy three block Chevys. Seventy three Nova, and the engine was a nineteen sixty nine three ninety six. Beautiful. It would raise the front wheels off the ground. Sweet memories. Ah, I used to do that with small blocks. But you put a small block Chevy in a MGA and uh, it'd lift the front wheels easy. The MGA. Yeah, uh, they're come out in the early fifties. Those little sports cars. They, yeah. Well, that's cheating. No, that's that's where you get it. You get rid of the weight. Claude, too, if you want to jump in here at any time. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what kind of engines I've had, so. What's an engine, huh? Um, yeah, I had a command line, command of the week. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to change the subject. Good. <laughs> um, this one is pretty easy, but it's something that I've found a lot of people don't really um, necessarily know uh, about, I guess. Uh, a lot of new Linux users don't really know, so... When you're downloading, you know, files, especially like ISOs and things like that, and maybe something, well, whether something works or not, you might want to check the MD5 uh, sum of that file. And 
on other operating systems it seems to be fairly complex, but on Linux it's really, really simple. You just type in the command md5 sum, that is md, and then number 5, and the word sum, s-u-m, all one word, uh, space, and then the name of that ISO that you've just downloaded. And that spits out a big, long sequence of numbers and letters, and you can compare that big, long sequence of numbers and letters to the md5 sum that um, that the that the that's the place that you've downloaded that ISO has provided to you, um, and if they are different, that means you didn't get what you meant to get. If they are the same, then you've got exactly uh, what is on on that server, and so that's a way to kind of verify the the reliability of your download. That's a quick and easy way to do it too. Yeah, and you should do that. Um, before you go into IRC channels asking about, you know, like, you know, why it won't, why the ISO won't burn or why why it seems to to boot up to a certain point and then stop or you know all these other problems. I mean, sometimes sometimes just a simple MD5 sum check will will kind of answer your your question. I.e., you've got a bad version of it. You need to re-download. Does that happen a lot to you? <laughs> you mean do people ask about stuff like that? Or I mean, uh, you get bad I- ISOs. Me? No, no, not not really. Actually, I don't... I think I... It might have happened, like, once. Um, but more typical, I mean, it's just kind of like people have, like, really weird questions, and and someone will ask, did you check the MD5 sum? And they'll be like, well, I don't even know how to do that. And it's just so easy on Linux, so... It's like you're talking to someone right now. I'm talking to you. Oh, I thought somebody was in the... You are trying to get a point across to someone, but you didn't want to mention their name. <laughs> no, no, it's just... I'm just saying... Some people don't know how to check the MD5 sum on on at all, but and I unfortunately I don't really know how to do it on Windows, and I don't remember how to do it on Mac. I don't think the MD5 sum command is included on a Mac. I could be totally wrong about that. It's easy to install if it's not. Um, but either way, it's 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 just one command away, and it's just I think it's good practice and something good to do, something good to know how to do anyway. Very nice. Yes. It's going to be like rapid fire. Okay, Azmuth, what do you got for us? Nada. 3.30. I don't have anything. J-Man. Uh, simple but useful uh, is the watch command. Uh, you can specify the number of seconds to wait, but basically this gets the output and then waits an interval and then gets the output again. So effectively it updates the output without you doing anything. The output of what? Of any command you want to run. You just okay. pipe it to you pipe it to watch, or do you proceed it with? Watch? No, you do watch space and then the command. Okay, name. okay, that's cool. Can you give us an example? Let me type it in now. Like watch, like like if I was waiting for a module to come into effect, I would watch lsmod maybe, and by default it would wait every two seconds and run the command again. And then you can redirect that to a something, or is it well, just going to output on the screen? Yeah, it, it's just for your. Uh, so eventually the same is just running it, Jamie. Instead of just typing list mod every five seconds, it'll just repeat it yeah, every five seconds. Yeah, it'll do it continuously, and you just yeah, watch it. Right. And how do you get out of it? Just a control C to stop it. Yeah, you can uh, control C out of it. Looks like by default it runs every two seconds. Yeah, you have to specify the time with dash in. If you run it with uh, as is former uh, pick inxi. It's like it's almost like a real time stat updater. That's really cool. Yeah, it's useful for things like watching log files and all that. 
even if you just um, like the other day, my my myth box was getting hot, and I kept on just running that LM sensors on the laptop to keep an eye on the myth box to see whether I'd, if I'd fix it. So I could have just used it in that particular instance. Good one to know. That is a good one to know. Challenge. What was the switch to change the default time? Did you say dash n? Was it or dash n space and then the seconds? Yeah, Sound Chaser saying he could he used watch a lot um, when he is moving files from you know one place to another to make sure that he's not running out of uh, drive space. Dis- That's a good use for it too. <clears throat> yeah. Like with with DF. Yeah, there there are lots of potential uses for that one, I guess. Very nice, J Man. You just moved up the list again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess I can put mine into the command category, but it's more of a tip to shut off. Like, say you don't want to, you want to disable your login manager, like GDM or KDM. As root, you can type in update dash rc dot d space dash f KDM remove, and it will disable it. So next time you boot into your computer, you're dropped right at the command line. Can't you just um, switch to a different run level for that, or? or you- wouldn't that do the same thing? Well, this is easier. Is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, just in grub, like when it boots, you just edit your grub menu and put a three at the end of your kernel line. Is that what you're talking about, Clap 2? Although you have to be careful changing run levels because uh, not all distros are exactly the same. Right, yeah. Be- yeah. Because going from Fedora to Ubuntu, oh, if you get them yeah. one off, you'll send it into a uh, infinite reboot cycle. I had a professor do that in front of class. <laughs> and I had to bail him out because he wanted to reinstall Ubuntu. Yeah. yeah would you cur- mind just pasting that one for me? I've got the update dash rc.d. It's in there for you now. Is it there? Uh, oh, yeah, there. Yeah. You should have done a watch on that, uh, that Peter64. It would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> watch monster B. I've got my webcam doing that all the time. <laughs> Do you follow me on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. Besides two tweets, I haven't used it since the last time I talked to you six months ago. I had to use it twice to talk to Pegwell since he doesn't come and talk to us anymore. Once to wish him a happy birthday and once to tell him to get stuff that I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that command that I just gave you, if you KDM updates, you know, if your distro throws out an update, it would automatically reinactivate it. So if you're using something like Debian Sid, it might happen a lot. But I just thought it was handy because you're not actually uninstalling K- KDM. You're just right. you know, shutting it off. Well, anything else, guys? No, I don't think so. Not for me, anyway. Nope. Any, any last words? Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Does anyone have a New Year's resolution that's free software related? Nope. No. What's free software? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about it because uh, somebody had asked on Identica for him, and my reply was to try to beat Spot to a, a solution on the Fedora legal mailing list, which I don't think will be possible because I've had about 15 replies that said it wasn't going to be. Solution to what? I'm not sure if I understand. People go into the Fedora mailing list a lot and ask questions about, you know, would this be able to be packaged in Fedora because of the licensing? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And he's... I think the man has memorized every single free software license there is. Which is weird because he's not. Well, isn't he? Oh wait, no, he's a system. He's a system engineer. I forget what that guy's title is now. For a bloke who used to hate Fedora a month ago, or you're right into the shit now. <laughs> yeah, really. 
And so is Fab from Linux Outlaws, I'm telling you. All the podca- all the cool podcast hosts are switching to Fedora. Well, if I ever become cool, I'll do it too, Klaatu. <laughs> but I don't think I'll ever be that cool, I'm afraid. Yeah, you're on Slackware. You're, you're all right. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but do you have a uh, Heat Tech t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to get one of those because, yeah, that's the next big thing in tech. <laughs> well, Terry F. is going to play us out with amazing Juice Penguin pick again. All right. And then after Ooh. that... Is that that noise at the end of all the TIT radio episodes that I just fast-forward through? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and then after that, I'm going to go ahead and splice in what we talked about at the beginning of the show. When we talked about Firefox. and I heard your, your clever segue there when you dropped in the mention of Firefox. Yeah. Oh, that was good. The, yeah, that was some good talk, so I'll just go and throw that in after the song. <laughs> so I'll talk to you guys next year yeah. for another TIT radio. Good night. Yeah, good night. Good night. Woohoo, that was good. That was great. Awesome. I'm going to have to turn on my fan. I'm sweating. You know what you need? I I know exactly what I need. (laughs) You need some of that heat tech underwear to keep you dry. (laughs) Your junk will be dry and toasty. (laughs) Your junk. (laughs) Your neds. All I gotta say is three thirty. Thanks for the title. You're welcome. <laughs> My nads are dry. <laughs> Have a good night for you know they- a horse, so you could say, "Go nads, go, go nads." <laughs> I know you guys don't care, but it is amazingly dry down there. <laughs> I thought that's You're right. Like we don't. To lick him dry, three thirty. Oh, dude, you know, not, not the kind of not the kind of sweat and I do. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Oh no, no, no! Don't go there. No. Come on, I'm overweight. All right, we know what happens when people are overweight. We know you, you got the lines under your man titties. <laughs> <laughs> I just stick Q-tips down there to keep it dry underneath the man tits. Today's show is brought to you by Gold Bond <laughs> Powder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now we'll be able to tell the difference between me and Gorkon. How? <laughs> or not. <laughs> Say, do you think he'd sit around and talk about his his new underwear and his, his sweat protection? Yeah, I think he'd an android. If it was from Gear Diary, he <laughs> would. <laughs> yeah, if it was for Gear Diary. Oh, GearDiary.com slash dryball. <laughs> right, uh, gents. I'm going to run. I've got visitors. I'll talk to you later on. All right. All right. Yeah. See you later, uh, Peter. He can't be sitting around talking about odor-absorbent garments when his company's around. That's right. It might be that pretty sister-in-law. <laughs> oh, boy. I think I'm going to hop off here, too, and i gotta, I got to turn on the fan. Yeah, i got to get some sleep, so I will talk to everyone later. See you later. Yeah. Good night, I get guys. to feeling better, Monster Th- B. Thanks. Good night, Claw 2, 3.30, anybody that's left. Good night, Az. Hey, this is Terry from the Juice to Penguin. I'm going to play out tonight's tit radio with a song called Give and Take Away by Three-Legged Dog.
waves rush above my head And the dark clouds roll away Let the light come shine into my life And the sound
So is it Google Browser or Google Chrome? It's Chrome or Chromium. Because it is confusing. Because if you go, what's to the, the difference about, between Chrome and Chromium? One's free. Uh, <laughs> well, technically they're both free, but uh, Chrome does some extra uh, quality assurance. Uh, basically, with Chromium, you take your chances. They don't care if they break it. And they also add H.264 and MP3 stuff to the HTML5 tags. Some other little things. It, it's so freaking reliable, it's crazy. It is a sweet browser. Has everyone used it here? I've used Chromium. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, I, I can't say that I was... I mean, I used it... I didn't live in it, I, but I did... I got to, like, use it for a moment, and it didn't jump out at me, but... Really? Like I said, I didn't really... Well... Yeah, it didn't really. I mean, I didn't see what the big deal was. But then again, it was just it was on someone else's computer, and I was just like, I don't, I don't remember what I was doing. But it was, it wasn't like I was like trying it out for myself for a long time. So I think this. Let me check the the build on this one when it was because I was using it for all the the Google stuff. Like you know, if I was going to use Gmail, if I was going to use all or things that I didn't want to have to enable scripting for, mm-hmm. I would use it, and I. It seemed like IE6 with tabs. It was just kind of there. IE with tabs? I, no. Are you sure you 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 were using Opera? <laughs> no. Because no, cause I, uh, when I used Windows, I had a browser that was uh, Internet Explorer with tabs. It was called Maxthon. It was god-awful. Because this is so... There's so much screen because it uses the uh, title bar for your tabs. Yeah. I just... Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It just, I think everybody else hyped it way too much. I think Jay Lindsay hyped it way too much. He, he was the only one raving about it that I heard. Well, now I'm raving. It's a good browser. Well, yeah, but it's not a great browser. It's the perfect browser. Whoa, perfect. Because yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's the best that we have right now, Phoenix. Dude, let me tell you, I was waiting on the extensions because that's, that was the only thing that was keeping me in that ram hog of... Uh, an application called Firefox. Yeah. But now I have the extensions, so, you know... Am I the only Firefox. one that doesn't have RAM issues with Firefox? Yes. Yes, you're the only, you're one. The only one in the freaking <laughs> world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I'm I telling I you... Might be. I'm telling you, Firefox, I mean, I, I love it because of what it is and what it's done for, like, free software and whatnot, but it is big. It is a bloated application, and yep. the less I, can, I have to use it, sort of the better. Which they I don't even say. enable the optimizations on Linux. They do it oh, on really? Windows. Have you, have you experienced... Well, of course you haven't experienced Firefox on Windows. But no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's fast. It is yeah. so freaking fast compared to the Linux version. Huh. Interesting. What about if you compile it yourself and like do certain things that I wouldn't know how to do, but like, is that an option? or? Yeah, it, it gets better once you enable the, uh, the profile uh, optimizations, but... Okay. Oh, oh, I know what you're they, talking about, like the config, the most config file. They don't. They don't even care, really. I oh. mean, Firefox is like on Linux. It's like the second rate to them. Let's say because HTOP is saying that it's using 22.9 percent of my RAM, but that's with 54 tabs open. And it closes cleanly, and it doesn't crash on you. No. How, how many extensions do you have in that thing? Uh, let's find out. While he's looking, I'm going to mention something. Whenever I shut down Firefox and then wait 10 minutes and fire it back up, it says Firefox is already running, and I have to go to and, and kill it to restart yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's, you have to yeah, kill it by hand. 
Yeah, that's got to be a bug in a, a certain build or, or a period of builds because that was happening to me on Fedora. No, on on something. <laughs> but I think then I updated and it, like it didn't happen anymore. Uh, it's yeah. happened to me on the newest build. Really? On FreeBSD and Debian. Oh, uh, yeah, and I even built it myself once, but it was around the same time that it was happening to me, and it, it and it still had the same problem. But but yeah. lately it has not had that problem. Through multiple upgrades, I've experienced the same problem. Wow. Well, Dealing with 22 extensions. 22. Yeah, 22 extensions. 22 yeah. that are enabled. I have 23, but one of them didn't come along with the updates. It It's still waiting. Well, I'll just tell you. Uh, applications are not supposed to like sit idle and consume continuous amounts of RAM. And I've seen yeah. it use hundreds of megs of RAM. I've never idle. had that happen. 330, do you, do you leave it open like like all day? Or, or yeah. Is it, oh, really? Well, cool. I mean, so I mean, I'll leave it open for like four or five, six hours at a time. I don't. If I'm not doing anything, I I tend it's to close like it. But yeah, huh. yeah. I I try to close as much as possible because I just don't like leaving shit open. Yeah. But yeah, I've been looking at T-shirts online all day, and that's what I did with my day after Christmas. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's some productive time spent. Well, T-shirts aren't oh, that dude. big, so they don't take up that much RAM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could fit a lot uh, of t-shirts in there. They were all jeans, uh, no, 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 right? No. Oh, these are all these are all extra extra large t-shirts. Oh, PNGs. Yeah. I'm going for I'm going for the world's record. I saw that episode of The Simpsons again where Homer gets fat and doesn't have to work, and I was like, "There's me, baby." Wouldn't that be awesome if somebody was like on QVC trying to sell a computer, and they were like, "You can fit so many t-shirts in here." <laughs> Just watch me download these t-shirts. <laughs> these are extra, extra large t-shirts. <laughs> is there a, like a, uh, well, there probably is. I was going to say if a TV show used a blue screen of death. They would have to get a <laughs> they show up on TV all the time. <laughs> Accidentally, but they show up. The one thing that might keep me from having so many problems in Firefox is um, I use no script all the time. So it's not loading, you know, 17 flash elements per page and all that shit. Well, yeah, a lot of the problem is flash. I'll say that, yeah. When flash gets going, it will consume so much RAM. Yeah, but see, I, I don't use flash, so... And, and I was having those closing issues that you were talking about, so that must be something different. Yeah, I was having it a while back, but I don't have it anymore. I mean, a while, I'm talking like over a year ago. Well, you're just lucky. I'm, I must be. Say, I, I've got great Firefox, and I have some intermittent issue with my primary click where I can't click anymore. So, I'll trade you guys. <laughs> I'd love to be able to use my mouse all the time. What um, What are you talking about? You can't click? Is it a hardware issue, you mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Every once in a while, you know, I'll be surfing around, clicking, all of a sudden, my it won't accept what would be left clicks. Because you don't have no more RAM left. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, yeah, no, I think you just well, say, covered can, your own little Firefox issue there. Say, but I can right-click anywhere. Oh, and I've I've thought it was Firefox and killed Firefox, and it still doesn't fix it. Well, I have no idea what it is. Right-clicking uses lower memory. <laughs> <laughs> All them big T-shirts I've been downloading. You gonna make make some T-shirts, or you gonna buy some? I was looking at buying, but people on the internet aren't nearly as clever as I am, so I may end up making T-shirts. <laughs> You are clever, I found, sir. 
<laughs> well, I found one earlier where the person couldn't even speak English. Well, I wouldn't really sure for him. Not not everybody speaks English. <laughs> no, no, that's crazy, was... man. <laughs> he just blew my mind. <laughs> Damn foreigners! <laughs> I mean, what the hell? No, it was for some reason they had a and the right next to each other, and it made no sense at all. I was just like, wow, they should have read that before. We live in a crazy it. world, man. I have a T-shirt idea. <laughs> it, it just has H top on it. <laughs> that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Where it shows like Firefox, where it says memory usage zero point nine percent. We had to preserve this moment in time. <laughs> this was three nanoseconds after it was opened. But not to keep harping on the whole Firefox thing. I, I just noticed when I fire up Firefox or Ice Weasel, it to me it seems clunky. If if that describes it, it just doesn't seem as responsive as, as the Google Chrome browser. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not a big fan of Google. I just think it's they put out a pretty good product here. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't want to use it as your operating system. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, it's a good browser. I don't have any problems with Firefox. I mean, I hate to agree with 3.30, but it's relatively trouble-free. <laughs> But then I only have one extension and one plug-in in it, so, well, I mean, I'm you know, I, 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 I haven't added everything to it. I haven't geeked myself right out of a web browser. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying that I, I can't use it or anything. I'm just saying I, I, I definitely see that it's a bloated application, and I have had problems with it from time to time. Yeah, but every extension and plug-in you add to it is that much more bloat. I'm it ain't sure that bad if you just use it. I'm pretty sure I don't have any. Well, I have Adblock, but I don't think I really have anything else. No, that's not true. I have Firebug. I forgot. Yeah, you're right. Well, the real test here, let's see if uh, TalkShoe makes it all night without crashing. <laughs> I can't even get into TalkShoe. Oh, I guess that's because I don't have Flash. No, yeah, <laughs> I never had Flash before, and I always got oh, okay. in. It, it changes like the Flash into a uh, JPEG if you don't have Flash. For the button? Okay. I don't know why I can't get in there, then. It's weird. It's because of Firefox. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I did get a warning that my browser does not support TalkShoe, it seems to be working pretty good. That's okay. TalkShoe doesn't support your browser, either. <laughs> Maybe that's why it works. It doesn't know how to crash it. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.